Casey, will you read it? John 15, 1-7. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does, does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and I remain, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be given you. Jesus, we ask that you would uh, speak to us through your word. We are so thankful for the revelation that you've given us um, and we pray that you would bring your Holy Spirit to bear on us in a way that uh, teaches us and molds us and shapes us and challenges us and encourages us um, and glorifies you and by lifting you up Jesus that we would see you more clearly um, that we would be drawn to you in ways that we could never have dreamed pray Jesus that um, we would remind us of many things that are true and teach us new things that are true. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you for this amazing, amazing illustration that you've used uh, so that we might understand what it means to have life with you. And pray, Jesus, that you would really bless our time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We're going to talk about these seven verses. Um, normally... Uh, I might uh, just kind of go on. I'm, I really want to try to do a little bit more interactive. It's a little harder with a group this size, but we're going to do our best um, to make it as interactive as possible or, or more like a discussion. Um, so what I did with John 15, 1 through 7 is I broke it down into four uh, parts. Uh, the vine, the branch, the sap, and the fruit. Okay, And we're going to talk about what those things are. And then I want you guys to help by giving me what is the Spirit, what is God telling you as you look at this Scripture about those things, about the vine and about the branch. And I want you guys just to take notes in this space there. <laughs> Write down everything you can think. I think this is one of the richest, I mean, this is without question. If you know the Scripture well, you know this is one of the richest illustrations in, in the Bible. I, it's almost cheating for us to do a discussion on this subject because it's like there's so much and it's so thick and it's so relevant and it's so powerful um, that uh, there's just a lot. So I want to encourage you guys to put on your, I know like sometimes we like to sit and just, you know, take it in kind of thing. So do your best to sit up and think proactively. Um, if we're struggling, we'll break into groups because that will be easier for you probably, but I won't necessarily have to do that. I'll see if we can do it just like this. So, All right, so John 15, 1 through 7. Um, let's discuss the vine first. Tell me, what do you notice about the vine? What stands out to you about the vine? And let's do this first, just so we're clear. Who is the vine, or what does the vine represent? Jesus. Jesus. He says, I am the vine. Jesus. Very important to remember that Jesus is the vine. 
In Jesus alone. You know, I think one of the things that, oh, just in our culture today, is the idea of God and. You guys ever heard that before? God and. What I mean by that is, so many people live the Christian life with the thinking and the mentality, because they've been taught it since they were very little, that it's God and. So what I mean by that is, if there, if you want to say what's important to you, or what you do, or who you are, and how you identify anything at all, it's first God, everybody knows that, you know, all you got to do is watch you know, the Super Bowl, and every athlete that's interviewed is like, oh, give glory to God first, God's first. And then they talk about themselves. You know what I mean? Like, it's God first. Everybody knows that. But then everyone's like, and then this second, and it's my family, and then my job, and then my kids, and then my this, and I have this, and I have this hobby. And it's God and. You see that all the time. And I would encourage you guys that within this illustration, we see that Jesus is the vine, and He alone is the vine. It's not this branch can connect to multiple things. This branch is connected to one thing. Jesus alone. The Christian life, and you guys know this, and I've heard this, and I just it can't be said enough. The Christian life is not a God and thing. It is a God alone thing. First thing we notice is Jesus alone. Jesus is the vine. What do we notice or see about the vine? What do we recognize? <clears throat> Taylor? Uh, it's the truth. Because I'm the true vine. I'm the so true I'm vine. Okay. Does anybody know what that's in reference to? It's actually in reference to the Old Testament and how Israel is referred to as a vine that does not bear fruit. Often. Um, hey Jim, you and Holly want to come? There's some space in here. If you guys want to come in. Um, so the reason that the Jesus used the word true vine is because he's illustrating that the the way that the Israel was the old vine wasn't the true vine, and Jesus Jesus is the true vine. It's kind of like the the new thing with him. So, um, what else do we notice about the vine? So Casey, it's the only thing necessary for life. It's the only thing necessary for life. Absolutely. It's the only thing necessary for life. The branch does not connect to anything else. It's Jesus alone. Kind of like what we were just saying. There's nothing else. It's Jesus alone. What else do we notice about the vine? Yeah, It's the only constant thing. It's the only constant thing. The vine is constant. Okay, it's constantly connected. Do they ever disconnect? I mean, think of a vine and a branch. Like, do they? If they disconnect, the branch what? It's thrown away. I mean, I know nowadays you can probably graft a branch back onto a vine, but uh, that probably wasn't in the thinking, was it? It's always connected. How about this? The vine. Did the vine find the branches, or did the vine make the branches? The vine made the branches, didn't it? The vine made those branches. It keeps them healthy, like we were saying. It stays connected to them. 
keeps them growing. The vine keeps it growing. The vine provides the sap that keeps them growing. What else, Mark? Um, as much as the branches have to hold onto the vine, um, the vine still has to hold onto the branches, which shows that Christ and God in general has personal qualities where you can choose, since he's continually choosing to hold on to us. Mm-hmm. Let's just relate to him more than something like theistic being. Okay. So the vine holds on and keeps the branch connected. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So the, the branch, the vine is keeping the branch connected. Absolutely. Who else said something over here? What else you guys got about the vine? It's impossible sure. to bear fruit without the vine. It's impossible to bear fruit without the vine. Absolutely. You cannot bear fruit in your life. The branch can bear no fruit apart from the vine. How about this? If there is a drought, who takes care of the branch? Does the branch have to worry about the drought? Who, if there is any issues, a storm comes along. It's what that holds everything together? It's the vine. When issues come, when droughts come, when everything that happens, it is the vine that holds it all. It's the vine. And therefore, if things go well and it produces a lot of fruit, who gets the glory? I mean, think about you have this great vine and it produces all kinds of fruit. Do you say, wow, those branches are awesome? No. Do you say, well, that vine is awesome, right? When, uh, when, when like, the storm comes or the wind comes, it's the roots of the vine that holds it firm. That's right. I didn't say that, but the roots of the vine is what holds it firm when the storms come. So you guys see, again, the branches not have to be worried about the storm. There's, if it's a nice day, the branch is still connected and getting what it needs. If it's a horrible day, the branch is just connected and getting what it's needs. It's the vine's responsibility, right? The vine has the responsibility for what? Everything. That makes sense? The vine is responsible for all of it. There is no branch. There is no fruit. There is nothing without the vine. And without the vine, the branch dies. The branch can't even exist on its own. Let's move from that into the branch. What do we notice about the branch? Because these obviously run together. Alex? We just kind of set it, but like through the storm and stuff, you know, if that branch is attached to the vine, you know, the vine is going to, you know, feed that branch and make it grow and become stronger. Mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of already applied that. But. Yeah, no, it's great. So the branch grows strong by what the vine gives it. Yeah, yeah. by fighting through those storms and droughts and staying attached to the vine. Okay, great. Good. Karen? Um, it doesn't speak of it, like, specifically in the verses, but if you ever notice, like, if a, if a branch, like, goes way off, like from the vine it just starts to like droop and it like is like about to break and stuff mm-hmm. but if it like goes off along with the vine then it like I mean it can go Does along well. like forever and yeah. ever so it's like the whole staying on his path versus staying close yes absolutely great illustration <laughs> what else about the branches Zach um, I was thinking like a, like a shrubber bush like you see the fruit and you see the branches but you don't see the vine 
the vine is kind of unseen, mm -hmm. but you know it's there because the branches wouldn't be there unless the vine was there. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? That's great. It's a great illustration. I don't know what a vine or that whole idea looks like real well, vine and branches in that day, but um, certainly makes sense that the more visible aspect is going to be what? The branches, right? The thing you see with your eyes as opposed to the, the root, the vine. I mean, you can't even see the roots that are underground and where, you know, the most of the nourishment is, all of the, almost all the nourishment is coming from, right? So it's great. And obviously the branches are us, right? We've all figured that out, so. What else? How about, and this goes along with kind of what we were saying. And this is one of the things that I feel like uh, is so important for us to learn in the Christian life. And we talked about this last week. The branch is absolutely dependent on the vine. The branch is nothing without the vine. Ready for the word from last week? The branch is helpless. Kind of helpless? Almost helpless? Now it's completely helpless without the vine. There's a theme here, obviously, that Jesus is trying to help us understand. You are the branches. You are completely helpless without me. You are absolutely nothing without me. You are absolutely and fully dependent on me. Very important that as Christians, we really understand and visualize our life in Christ, who we are and who Jesus is, and how important it is of how helpless we are. What else you notice about the branches, branch? Taylor? Um, I think of like a big apple tree or something. And like the branches are kind of like, uh, by themselves, are kind of like not that important, but like they're a part of something greater. Good. It's like, it's yeah. like a masterpiece, like they're all together. Absolutely. Do you guys hear that? So basically what he's saying is, is one branch by itself doesn't quite make up what the, the whole thing looks like. But all the branches together create this beautiful masterpiece, is what Taylor said, of what it's supposed to look like. And isn't that the body of Christ? Isn't that what that's an illustration of? Great, Casey. The branches represent represent the vision of the vine. Okay. It, give, go more into that. Um, basically, like the same thing, we represent Christ and what He wants to be and what He wants to look like as the branches represent, because we can't actually see the vine, like we're saying, mm -hmm. but we can kind of have an idea of what the vine is and what it does by okay. the branches. So the uh, branches are this visible expression of who God is, kind of like Right in Corinthians, the reflection of God's glory. We are the reflection of God's glory. So here the branches reflect the vine. Okay? Even though the vine is everything, the branches are reflecting what that vine is and who God is. What else about the branches? Um, kind of taking off Casey. Um, like if you go to buy a plant or, or a tree or whatever and you would judge it by, by the branches and by the fruit that those branches are producing. And, mm -hmm. uh, the branches aren't really you know, going along with the vine or doing whatever, and they're kind of doing their own thing. 
that's going to have a bad representation of, of essentially Christ on other people that are looking at it from the outside. Absolutely. And, and they'll start to wither, right? I mean, if they're going on their own from the vine, it, it's going to look ugly pretty quick. Is that kind of what yeah, you're saying? And people, yeah. Like, if I'm not living, you know, like my fullest extent in Christ, people are going to see my life and, and kind of write off Jesus as, oh, that, that's a crappy vine. Crap, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, if, if you guys get what he's saying? If the if it's fruitless and not healthy as a branch, it represents the vine in a bad way. And people think, oh, that vine stinks. I see that all the time. Every time I see statistics about Christians versus non-Christians, it drives me nuts. And maybe the only reason that people put those out is to prove the point, or try to make some point that, see, Christians aren't any happier. There's just as many percentage of Christians that are depressed as there are non-Christians. There's just as many Christians that are divorced as there are non-Christians. There's as many Christians as there are that have affairs as there are non-Christians. I mean, you guys heard those statistics before? And I'm always like, crappy branches. And, they, and they, they are a false representation of the vine. So people look and think the vine is, what does that vine have for me? That's got nothing. There's a Christian, he's my neighbor. He's no different than me. He doesn't look any different than me. His life looks just as screwed up as my life. Great. I think it's cool because the vine can mend somewhat broken branches. Because mm. we're not, I mean, none of us are perfect. Absolutely. And like, I'm not saying we're broken completely off, mm. but I think like a broken half. Mm-hmm. And it can mend that. Not only does he mend, but in verse 2, what is God constantly doing to the branches? Pruning. You guys ever seen pruning before? Somebody prune? My dad grows roses. And I've watched him prune roses. And it's like, I mean, the first time I saw him do it, I thought he was like cutting the whole thing. I mean, it's like you have this rose bush, and they he cut it down to just like the nub of whatever was left at the core, you know? And I, and he, I said, what do you say? I'm pruning it. I said, Dad, you're like, Cutting the whole thing up. He said, well, by doing this, it's going to come back better next year. This is Christ with us. Not only can he mend what's broken, but God, it seemingly, purposely, prunes these branches. Guess what that means for your life? Pain. Pain. Suffering. Hey, you know, we don't say this in campaigns very often, right? Welcome to Christianity, right? Yeah, Welcome to life with Jesus. You're going to be pruned. I promise. I promise. What else do you notice about the branches? Paul. Um, I'm sorry I already said this a few ways, but um, their bearing fruit is totally dependent on their connection with the vine. Mm-hmm. Their bearing fruit is only possible because of the vine and their connection to the vine. I mean, we can't get over this idea. What is a branch good for if it's not connected to the vine? Firewood. Firewood. That's it. And it tells us that it, that's all it's good for. It's That's that's it. Here's something else I believe that you can see about a branch. Being the branch... There should be a deep restfulness. And what I mean by that, it's very simple. If you could talk to a branch and say, So branch, what are you doing today? Just staying here. Is that hard work for you? No, I just stay here. 
Do you got to like find nourishment and help yourself grow? No, I just sit here. Do you got to do anything? No, I don't do anything. Nothing, Branch? You do nothing? No, I just sit here. I don't do anything. Just, I just sit here. Do you guys see the rest that there is in that? The peace? Well, I don't because branches grow and they get bigger. Yeah, but did the branch try to grow? I don't have the rest on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> if you could talk to the branch and say, Branch, why did you grow? They would say, the branch would not say, shh, because I tried to grow bigger and I wanted to be, shh. Hey, guys, it's important. The branch would not say, oh, I tried to be bigger and grow because I wanted to be a bigger branch. The branch would say, uh, the vine made me bigger. All, branch, all vines have big branches and small branches, right? Who decided which one was big and which one was small? Was it the branches? No. The vine. The vine gave what? More nourishment to one than the other. Maybe pruned one harder than it pruned the other. It was never the branch that chose anything. There's complete rest in the branch. Never weary is the branch. Hey, Branch, are you weary of producing all that fruit? No. I didn't I didn't have to make it. I didn't do it. I mean, you guys, a branch doesn't just sit there and go, come on, fruit, and then boop, it pops out a little piece of fruit. <laughs> right? That's not what a branch does. Okay? It's not like the branch is like, i got to make some fruit. Come on. Is it? The fruit... The branch is just sitting there, loving the sap, loving what it's getting from the vine, and all of a sudden, boop, 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 right? All the fruit pops out. That's not weary for the branch. If you've ever thought that your service and your work for Christ, and you grow weary of it, I would challenge you that it's not, it's the connection to the vine that is the issue. Every one of you have heard us say this, and we'll say it over and over again. Ministry is the overflow of Jesus in you. It is you so full of Jesus that it can't help but to come out of you. There is no other choice but for the fruit to just come right out. Here's, here's what I would say. Here, go ahead. Is it the same lines? What about like, I see these kids screw up and like, it breaks my heart. And like when I'm praying to God, like you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I'm not just like, oh, okay. Um, that sucks. Yeah, but that's an overflow of how much you love Jesus. But at the same time, it's not like I'm not just like, oh, okay. No, no, no. Don't misunderstand. A deep restfulness is not a lack of for caring. In fact, I would say it's the exact opposite. Like, what you said, like, to me, I took that as, like, indifference to, like... No way. Yeah. I would hope you guys would never assume, and I hope you've never seen in me, nor in the people who you know who love Jesus a lot, an indifference towards people around you. What I'm talking about is the restfulness that there is in the illustration of we are a branch that is only job is to just be connected. That's it. In fact, what is our... It's said ten times in what we just read. There's a word that's used. The NIV uses the word remain. 
ESV uses the word abide. The Greek word is meno. Okay? And it means remain, abide, to stay, to live in. Do you guys understand the simplicity of this concept? You just need to stay there. Just remain there while the vine gives you everything you need and more to produce fruit. And here I say, I know this is scary because we get into this mindset of do, 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 like work, 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 work. And I'm telling you right now, okay, 1 Corinthians 3, you work and it's not the fruit of the Lord, okay, it will be burned up in the fire. It is crap. It means nothing. I don't care what it looks like on the outside. I don't care how many people stand up at a say-so. There'll be nothing left. I look at my ministry that I did when I was in college, and I'm appalled. The fruit of it has shown itself. Very, very little. I, I had tons of kids go to camp with me. I had tons go to club. 100, 100 to camp, 100 to club. Where are those kids now? There's nobody in this room. Nobody on Young Life staff. There are a, spec, a few kids here and there. But man, it's shown itself. Because it wasn't an overflow of Christ in my life. It was just me working. Now I know that there's this dangerous part that thinks, well, won't I just be lazy? Won't I just sit back and do nothing then? And I promise you this, that if the vine is filling you up, that if Jesus is flowing through you, you won't. It's okay to encourage kids. Rest in Jesus. Have all of Jesus. Trust that Jesus will motivate them to love other people. Does that make sense? On this subject, anybody else want to say something? Ben? Just a little bit of devil back to And I'll be the campaigner kid in left field and you're like, that doesn't make sense. I watched Planet Earth. It's like this world series. It's really cool you see it. And in the Amazon, the vines grow in a spiral away from the vine. So the branches branch. Grow. Yes. Okay. The little branches, the tendrils. Everybody okay back there? Is she laughing? Amy, the appropriate spot to be. I've done that before. <laughs> All right. So we got a vine in the Amazon, and the branches spiral away from the vine. They spiral away from the vine, and they're of course away from the vine growing. But they spiral so that when something falls, they don't snap; they stretch. Okay. And so one thing that the branch does to produce to keep itself from snapping is it spirals. So branches do fill itself with the word or there are other application things that we do do to make sure that we don't snap. We, we're plugging the word, we're plugging to a community. We're, we're getting there. Absolutely. Because we're getting there because what does it mean then to remain or to abide? What does that mean? Does everyone understand? So if all our job is is to remain or to abide or to stay, what does that really look like for us? What does that look like for you? Amber? When I think of the word like abide and remain, like I think of two different things. Mm-hmm. When I think of remain, I just think of like just sitting there and like just sit there and do nothing. But when okay. I think of like abide, I think of like listen to what it's telling you to do. Mm-hmm. 
difference? Sure, I can see that. I think when I see the word abide, I probably think more like saturation. Like you're saturating whatever it is that you're abiding in. Right? It almost seems like there's more obedience. Okay. More obedience and abide, which if we read on in John 15, we know that that really is what God is calling us to, this obedience in abiding. Jen? Um, so when you're talking about like remaining and like resting, like are you pretty much saying like, well, the mind is going to do what it wants to do. Like God's going to do whatever he wants to do no matter whether you're going to like it or not. Mm-hmm. Like because he knows what is best for the branches. He knows what's best for us and he knows what is going to have us uh, bear fruit. So yeah. is that what you're kind of meaning by What I would want to say about resting is that oftentimes people become weary of serving Christ. And I would say you might become physically weary in it, but you would never become weary of it. Because it is an overflow. If it is actually an overflow of Jesus in you, it's that you are so filled and so much sap is in you that it just comes out without you trying, yeah. without you making. That's the rest I'm talking about. Carrie? I was just, what you're talking about, one of my favorite verses is Hebrews 10:35, which is, so do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need now so you will continue to do God's will. Okay. I love that term, like patient endurance, that they use a couple of times. Because it seems kind of like an oxymoron, like endurance, but like patience. Patient, sure. So it's, I love that because it doesn't sound like lazy and just sitting no. around. It's like a steady, remaining, abiding yeah. type thing. Yes, absolutely. Good word. Yeah. Be still and know that I'm God. Okay, sure. Be still and know that I'm God. Psalm 4610, right? So it's like, yes. Be still, know that he's there. And, and here's the thing you have to trust, okay? We live in a world that is about work and producing and production, okay? In young life, it's easy as any other thing to fall into that pattern, okay? I promise you, okay, that God's interest is not that, okay? He is not about that. He is about pouring so much sap into you, pouring so much into you, that you as the branch, you just become really healthy and become really fruitful, Lots of fruit just pops out. Okay? His greatest desire is for you to remain, to abide, to stay connected. Yeah? Um, like, something I remember from like, biology, so this is kind of like a biological term, but like, inside of the branches are like the xylem and the phloem. And so it's like, what happens is when it, like the nutrients or whatever are poured into the branch as it is staying there, but then through the other, through the phloem, it's returned back to the vines, you know what I mean? So it's like, sure. he pours himself in you, only to bring it back to himself. Does that make sense? Like, Kinda. To glorify him. Sure. Somebody want to add on that? If somebody... Okay. Xyphlum and phlophlum, what is it? Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's in... The, the issue that we're going to get to in a second is the sap, right? There's something from the vine that's flowing through the branch that's causing this fruit, that's causing this health. But real fast, I want to stay on remaining and abiding, just real quick, okay? I don't want to put you guys, I don't want to put the law on you, okay? So I want to be really clear about how I say this, okay? What I mean by that is, it would be wrong for me to stand up here and say, okay, abiding means have a quiet time, 
pray an hour a day, and now you're abiding. Okay? That's just that's just Galatians stuff. Okay? We've talked about that before in here, if you don't remember, okay? We're not going to do that. Okay? So we're not going to put abiding into this, check these three boxes, and now you can say I'm abiding. Okay? But rem- there is an aspect to remaining, okay, that's important. And I would say there are two things to remaining that are functional, okay? And it's prayer and truth, okay? Prayer is just this natural response to remaining. Okay? It's a, it's a natural response to the vine. If the vine is everything, if the, you are completely dependent on the vine, then your communication to the vine is essential. Your prayer to the vine is essential. The Everything that you have to say to the vine. And then the truth. Saturating yourself in truth is essential. The Holy Spirit at work is essential. These are essential things for remaining, okay? Not going to put box checking on those things, but you got to know where these things are found. Okay? It's not in this illustration as much, but community is essential for remaining. These are important things, because does the branch do anything else? Important to remember. So the things that I just said... How essential are they to you to your whole life? Like really essential. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Like I think sometimes we think of these things as just another list of different these different parts of our life, but they're not. The things that are you remaining in Jesus, abiding in Jesus, these things are so essential that they are your life. Does the branch ever get tired of getting sap from the vine? There's another challenging thought. Oh man, I gotta go read my Bible again. Man, I hate that I have to get all this sap and stuff from the vine. Wait a minute. That doesn't make any sense, does it? Since when does a branch get upset about all that the vine is giving it? That's a, I mean, take that and run with it in your own life. What does that mean for you? Maybe you're not viewing the vine and the branch yourself correctly. Maybe this God saturation stuff is more in the way for you because you got other things that you're doing and so it's more of an annoyance for you than it is your life line. Everything that is essential for your life. That's probably what's going on. That's too convicting. What's going on? Um... The sap. What is the sap? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit dwells in you, flows through you, produces in you and through you. The Holy Spirit at work. I love the illustration, even though the sap's not specifically shown in here, because it's so cool to think, you know, I've always heard that the Holy Spirit is like the... um, He's the one that is like this, the trying to not glorify himself, if that makes any sense. He's the one that kind of wants the, the he, he hopes to not be seen. Can you see the sap? Can you ever see really what's going on? You can't even see what's really happening. 
right? Until maybe you break it open or you look at it, or you see the fruit and you think, wow, what made that fruit? And then you go to class and you hear about phloem and xylem and you know, like, okay, that there's this thing running through the branch. The Holy Spirit. What else do we know about the sap? Alex. Okay, I, might just kill, I might just be completely wrong here, but like, when I was like a little kid, I remember like climbing trees and stuff, and you know you'd get sap on your hands, like, yeah. could not just come out of a branch? Or yeah, something? I guess it does. Well, I don't know why it comes out. that way of like, you know, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Just, you know, filling that branch up where you know. No question. If you are a branch, the Holy Spirit's going to spill out in maybe ways that we don't always expect it to spill out. We think it just comes out of fruit. Well, maybe sometimes it comes out as that crappy sap that you t- when you get on your hands and you touch the branch and it sticks to your hand. But it's coming out. It's affecting things around you. It's a little abstract, but... Um, it's all right. It's all things abstract, right? Like the Holy Spirit was poured out after Jesus was pierced. Yep. And, you know, you don't see sap coming out of the vine unless you pierce the vine. Good. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's good. That's an interesting... Twist is okay. Yeah, Ben, you gonna add on that? No. No. <laughs> Mark's gonna add on it. What if um, when we experience the Holy Spirit, there's nothing we can do to escape it? Uh, we get the sap on our hands, and no matter what, like it's stuck to us. Mm-hmm. It's good. Um, and we can try to rub it off and wash it off, but it's still like all over our like shirt and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So. I like that illustration, especially for how the Holy Spirit affects those around you. And I would, I would add to that and say, what is a branch without the sap? It's dead. I mean, how much are you aware of and learning about? Here's the, the challenge question on this issue. How much you are, are you aware of and learning about the Holy Spirit in you? I think often it is a subject that we are we shy away from And I understand because it's really the most unknown element of our life in Christ. You know, God the Father, we we see that. He's very kind of more defined by Scripture. Jesus is very defined as a person. We see that. The Holy Spirit is like, we don't know what to do with that. It's unpredictable. It's out of control from what we can tell. We don't and so we shy away from the Holy Spirit and understanding that. Most of you in this room, if you went into a charismatic or a Pentecostal church or some situation where something like that would happen, you would be uncomfortable. Most of you in this room would be un- are uncomfortable when people raise their hands when they praise God. Let alone when we get some people really running around with the Spirit. Right? I remember taking a discipleship group from Boone County High School. I'm trying to think if anybody's still here from that group. Uh, Jessica Hample was a part of that group, and Carrie Masters, and Ford, and Joe. And there's none of them left. That's that. Um, anyway, uh, but we went to Kevin Williams' church that he grew up in. And it was like but, I mean, these were high school students, and I prepped them. I said, look, I just want you guys to see how people love Jesus in different ways. You know, you, you grew up in this environment, and I want you to see this. And, I mean, they were, they were like, wide-eyed and scared. I mean, they really were. They were, and they told me afterwards, they said, we were just terrified that they were going to call us up to do something. 
We just did not want to be called up front. That was the thing we were most afraid of. Okay, because you know, people were like running around, like going up front and falling down and doing things, you know? It was just like But I say all this because of that stuff, we shy away from learning and and growing and really becoming familiar with the Holy Spirit that dwells in us. You gotta you gotta take risks. You gotta push through that. Don't be afraid of that stuff. You always bring the truth with you and you'll be okay. Okay? The Holy Spirit and the truth, they together. They love each other. They work together. Okay? In fact, that's how change happens. Spirit and truth. So those things go together. You bring the truth with you, and then you fall in love with the Holy Spirit. And you expect mighty and powerful things to happen because it's God. What else about the Holy Spirit? Vince? Just going back to what we were saying earlier about like just the vibe. Zechariah mm-hmm. um, 4.6 It is not by power nor by might but by my spirit and the Lord Almighty. Yes. Same idea. It's like not by our power not by our works not by us trying to pop out through. Like that's the biting and the sap is the spirit gives life the scripture says that the spirit gives life. You know, we're going to talk about the fruit here in a second. The fruit is the fruit of the spirit. Like, by the spirit, we do this thing. So as we abide, like, we trust the spirit to provide all those things. Yep. Absolutely. Have you guys ever, have I ever um, used the illustration of moment by moment living? Moment by moment with Jesus. You haven't heard that. I, I for most of my life, have held on to that. As I've tried, as, as in my limited way, to, to learn to walk in the Spirit, have learned, has tried to walk what I would call moment by moment. And that as, as I go through the day, my mind could be on other things. But my heart and soul are dwelling with Christ every moment, moment by moment, throughout the day. That's Holy Spirit living. That you're dwelling with Jesus as you go. Whatever you're doing. Moment by moment. What else on the the sap? Yeah, JK. Um, I don't know that much about trees, but uh, it seems that like for a fruit or something to come out of a tree, like something's got to open up. Because like, a branch, when it grows, it tends to just kind of get longer and... Um, get more of like the scaling or whatever. At one point it seems like if a fruit's going to come out something's got to like open like a bubble or something to where think, it's yeah. got to squeeze out so like maybe just the opening of something in ourselves. So maybe the, the idea we can say is you got to let the spirit out. Absolutely. In fact I'm going to talk about that a little bit more when we get to fruit. Chris, what up? I don't like that. Like, I don't know like how all trees work. Like if you're at the top of the tree do you get like much fruit? Because like, it seems like the further down you go, like you see more fruit. So it's like the deeper we go into it, like, okay. the more that we'll get. We're getting a little away from the vine illustration, but um, I'm. So you're saying? I'm like stuck on the tree, like because you said like like the top of the tree yeah. hasn't been isn't as old. That might be why. Because I because like, I don't know trees very well, so I just kind of like every time I look, I, I remember climbing trees and like the higher I would go, the more like I was like I grab one of this branch, I might. Sure. So it's like it's like. I don't know. Maybe the farther away from the root, the less strong the vines yeah. are, branches are. Okay. Hey, let me say this last thing about the Holy Spirit. 
the sap that's flowing through the branch through you. How powerful is that sap? It's really important that you get this full concept of what it is. It is as powerful as every description you've ever heard of God. This Holy Spirit that dwells in you, it is... One of the things that I think we forget is the full resources of God, the Holy Spirit, in you. We minimize it. We don't don't think in terms of how big and powerful God is, that this very Spirit that dwells in you is that same power, that same God. Okay, the fruit... What do you got to say about the fruit? Shook. Um, the smell or the taste of the fruit is pleasing to the gardener. Mm-hmm. It's the ultimate success like, for the gardener to have fruit. So the fruit is very pleasing. Shows uh, shows well to the gardener, to the vine bearer, or the vine pruner when he's taking care of the vine. Right? Alex. Sorry, I'm stuck on a tree thing, but I think it's fine. Okay. Taylor talked about before about like all the branches and how, you know, when I think of what he said that, I think of like, you know, community and stuff, all the branches. And I think when you see fruit from that, like, you know, it just shows the beauty of that community. Like when somebody is on the outside looking yeah. at like this group or a leader team or something, they're like, wow. Like, yes. Look what they're, they're doing at that school. Absolutely. You guys catch that? What a great illustration of the idea of a lot of fruit from a lot of branches and how great that represents the vine. It really does. Amber. Um, when, I don't know who, Shook said something about smell, it's kind of like the aroma of Christ. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what it's like when you walk out onto like, I don't know, a vineyard or something where there's like vines and branches everywhere, but I'm assuming it smells like a crazy smell, mm-hmm. you know, like grapes, I guess. Mm-hmm. And like, it's like the, like, it's like the aroma of Christ, like when Absolutely. you walk, step into that, like. Absolutely. This is a all of this is a reflection of the vine. I mean, if you think about it, if the fruit tastes bad or smells bad, what do you think of the vine? Right? So this is the fruit is going to be the sweet smelling. If it's fruit that's produced by the sap, the Holy Spirit, it's going to be sweet smelling and it's going to be good tasting. It's going to be fruit that's uh, good. Derek when I think of fruit, I think of like seeds inside the fruit. So like those okay. seeds go off and they make new vines, which makes okay. new branches, which make new fruit, which new seeds, and just keeps going and going and okay. going. Okay. The, here's a really cool thing. If you look at the scripture we just read, it <clears throat> starts out by saying you'll produce fruit, and then it says you're going to produce more fruit, and then at the end it says you're going to do what? Produce what? Much fruit. Isn't that interesting? It's right there in the first seven verses of John 15. Fruit, more fruit, much fruit. This multiplication thing that happens, fruit bearing branches, and all of a sudden multiplication begins to happen, and lots more fruit comes. Casey? A couple of things. One, bouncing off people. We name a tree by its fruit. It's an apple tree, it's an orange tree, it's mm-hmm. a whatever. I'm not down with the tree, I guess, other trees. Um, and another thing uh, is that the fruit just kind of shows up. You don't, you know, the real, like, it doesn't, it's not like, okay, I want fruit now. Mm-hmm. Like, it just shows up and it's like, okay, fruit. Yep. That's a great point. Okay, Casey's saying you can't force fruit out when you're wanted out. Okay, God, I've been working at this club for six months. I'm ready for, you know, 50 kids to show up to club. What's going on? Where's the fruit? 
God saying, dude, I'm the vine. I'm pouring the sap in. The fruit will come when I say it's going to come. Just just do what? Just abide. Just remain here. Stay with me. Okay? Sally. Um, at the same time, that fruit doesn't just pop out. Um, when it does come out, it grows slowly. Mm-hmm. So it's not just, you know, nothing one day and then, you know, a whole apple one day. Great it grows point. slowly. You guys, what a great point. When the apple comes out or the grapes come out, it's not like they just suddenly appear. One day they're there, next day, one day they're not there, the next day they are. That fruit takes a little bit of time to grow and become healthy, right? You don't want to pull it off the vine till it's, or pull it off the branch till it's ready. Great, Greg, what else? Kind of just going with what everybody else was saying. Like, good fruit, like people are drawn to it, they want it. Mm-hmm. Like, when my parents bring home strawberries, like, I get so pumped. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's so good. Yeah. People just want it. Yeah. Hey, here's the thing. Understand this about fruit, okay? I think it was JK that brought up the idea that you've got to open up and let the fruit out. The branch does. Okay? I worry sometimes that maybe we hold that stuff in a little bit. And then I would also say, too, I think we forget that the fruit is for others. Okay? The vine is not making fruit for you or for for itself. Does that make sense? The fruit is for others. It's meant to nourish others, to be for others, to be sweet tasting to others. So, in order for it to be for others, you have to beware with others. you got to be with people, right? You can't not be with people. If you're going to bear fruit, you're with people. Nick? Um, if the fruit is picked off or falls off, it doesn't affect the way that the branch is if it's connected mm-hmm. to the vine. Meaning like, right. so many times I, I base how my spiritual life is going on, how well club is doing. Mm-hmm. How the fruit looks. And so like if something doesn't go well, like that affects me. But that's mm-hmm. not true of a vine and branch and yeah, the fruit. If it absolutely. falls off, it remains the same. If it falls off, is the branch... I mean, you got to wonder if, if a branch, if we're really thinking about it, probably isn't like, man, it's heavy holding on to all that fruit. I'm glad it's gone. I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, it's just not like, they're not wrapped up in, they want to give the fruit away. They want it to be for others. And if it's not doing well, or the fruit doesn't do well, who's to blame? Is it the branch's fault? No, it's it's the vine's fault. Right? It's the vine that's doing it. It's the vine that's flowing. Dan? I have a question. Sure. Uh, I don't know about a vine and a branches for real in that period of time, if it was seasonal or how that worked. That'd be something that if I was a good leader, I would have found that out. But um, but I don't know. Um, I, uh, I don't know. Is, does anybody know, is all fruit seasonal? No. So it's Okay, we'll say it's not all seasonal right now. That's kind of what I'm hearing. So fruit can come whenever God chooses for it to come. But in some senses, I have kind of seen in my ministry over the years seasonal fruit. 
we should give Kurt in season and out of season. That's true, too. Alright, Bobby Jeff. So I'll just sort of go along with this. Um, I know, like, before the fruit comes, you have the flower. I mean, that's what I think is, like, the Holy Spirit working because that's attractive to other people. Okay. Like, insects that come, they pollinate that, and that's where the fruit comes from. You've lost me a little bit on the illustration. <laughs> okay, but like, reproduce, reproduce. Like basically, like the flower is uh-huh. the Holy Spirit like working from you. Do vines have flowers? I don't. I'm just not understanding. Yes, branch is so. thing again. We're back to trees and flowers. Uh, okay. Okay. What's the issue you would say? What do you want to say about God and Jesus and the, and us as it relates to this? Because that's what you want to say. That's the true part. I mean, like the flower, like. That's like you, like, working, like, with other people and stuff. And, like, you produce a fruit, and they're, that's, like, reproducing reproducers. Okay. Okay, good. Okay, Mark. The, um, two points, the, the amount of fruit uh, is only an offspring, is only produced by how much light is flowing through the vine. Mm-hmm. You guys hear that? He said the amount of fruit is only representative of the amount of life and sap that's flowing through the branch. It's good. Yeah, what else? Um, second point is um, the amount of fruit that a, a vine or plant produces is going to vary from season to season. Okay. Uh, from club to club, from year to year, cantrip to cantrip. Yeah, everything. absolutely. Okay, good. Heidi? Um, this kind of goes along with, like, you have to abide with God. It says you have to remain in me and my words remain in you. So it's like a mutual relationship. Mm-hmm. And um, with fruit, if you don't bear fruit, it's, you know, it's you're cut off, like, as a branch. Mm-hmm. And whether that's, like, fruit this year, or, like, people fruit or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, so, like, I forget where I'm going with this. Okay. But, never mind. I'll come back. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's fine. Lance. Yes. Um, well, about half an hour ago, Kiki said something about um, <laughs> like how you call it apple, an apple tree because it's an apple tree and stuff. And I was like, that's actually a tree. Casey, always over that direction. And I was just thinking that uh, in, in Matthew 7, how it says you like you will recognize them by their fruit, mm-hmm. and, like a good tree bears good fruit. And I was just thinking like how. We won't. We can never tell like how much fruit God is going to produce, or the vine is going to produce to the branch, or like when it's going to come. But like, if we are connected to that vine and if we abide in it, then we can be very confident that it's going to produce good fruit. That it's not going to produce like a thorn or a thistle. Mm-hmm. But that like, that's what He's going to produce to us if we're connected to it. Absolutely. And, like that's we can have confidence even if we don't always have fruit hanging from us. Okay. But, Hey guys, we're going to wrap up. The overarching concepts that I think are so important to understand is your God using this illustration, Jesus using this, this illustration to help you understand your relationship to Him. How dependent you are, how completely helpless you are as a branch, how much you need the sap, and you need the vine to flow through you. And in 1 John 15, 8 and 11, it tells us why this happens. It's for God's glory and for your joy.
And that that's by far, I think, the most powerful aspect of this illustration. For God, Jesus sets this up and says, here's the way I want you to see the Christian life. And you're abiding, and you're connecting, and the way that I've put this together, that I'm the vine, and you're just a branch, I will be glorified... Because you will reflect me. I am the one who produces everything. You are nothing without me. And you, oh branch, that has the sap flowing through you, this will be for your ultimate joy. Your ultimate fulfillment. For God's glory and for our joy should be a theme for your Christian life. For God's glory and for your joy. That's what this is about.